What is going on? 10X Growth Conference, Grant Cardone's 10X Growth Conference, day one reflections by me, Aaron Dunn, sales coach, marketing consultant, podcast producer, and Grant Cardone licensee. This is my first 10X Growth Con. I'm recording this on uh, my Facebook page, Strong Con with Aaron Dunn, as well as YouTube, Strong Con with Aaron Dunn, and my podcast, Strong Con Podcast. Podcast listeners, what's going on uh, it's been a little while since i recorded a podcast a video uh, but i thought what better day to do it night when i'm recording this right now uh, than the day after my first 10x growth conference i've attended i, I attended last year's growth conference last year uh, virtually this is my first live experience and man it's definitely the way to do it and uh, i'm gonna just share some reflections of the day uh, i've got two more day, three more days here uh and uh I'm, I'm just just super excited i'm super excited it's been a really really fun experience and i encourage you to go uh if you need a ticket hit me up i can hook you up um to for for this event or for any future event but um today i'm gonna sh i'm gonna share some reflections from each of the speakers in the event overall it was stacked with speakers as it always is including jesse itzler uh, bethany frankel kevin o'leary glenn stearns mike rowe and pitbull so i'm just gonna go kind of one by one so initially like just kind of like right off the bat you know it, it's just an amazing experience grant always talks about going over over commit and over deliver that's kind of a mantra, a, uh, a uh, thing that he says quite often in, in, in delivering a customer experience. What does the customer want? Well, uh, a lot of times you'll hear under promise, over deliver. So then you set expectations low so it gives you a higher margin, a higher increase of what you're delivering and, and then you have that wow experience. But Grant flips it, says, I'm gonna overcommit. I'm gonna say that I'm gonna do this amazing stuff and then I'm going to over deliver on that and he definitely did from the first moment that you walk into 10x growth con wherever it is I imagine but here at Turnberry uh, Miami that's where it's hosted um, this year I mean it's an it's an over top of experience because I mean Turnberry Resort is a beautiful place Miami's a beautiful place but what really makes it special for when you first walk in is on registration day, you're walking in and Cardone Enterprise staff greets you with a round of applause. I mean, they had like 20, 20 30 people probably uh, applauding everybody as they walk through for the very first time, just saying, hey, thanks for being here, that kind of stuff. And that's never happened for me at any conference. And I've been to multiple conferences now over the past you know 10 years or so. And uh, that's just a, one way that that over delivering promise really hits you in the face. And um, so starts off today, uh, you know, Grant kicks it off, I think. Um, well, it was like a special like haka dance, you know, they uh, in, in past growth conferences, they do kind of like a live performance, like a dance or something like that uh, from whoever is involved. And uh, that was cool. Just kind of get the energy up, set the tone. And the haka is a uh, very you know, now popular viral type of thing, just about energy activity. And uh, Grant came on after the fact and was talking about how, um, 
you know, they, they, they do the haka when they prepare for war. Um, back in the day when they did those, like, not, it, it's a ceremonial dance then, but like then they needed it. And they, uh, they would haka before, like, war, uh, but also in celebration of, like, times of peace and stuff. And it was just kind of a, uh, you know, he used this as an illustration of the point of, like, these days, like, you, you can't, like, afford the time to haka in business all the time. Like, it's, it's one thing to have, like, a sales meeting or a morning meeting or something like that, but it's, it's imperative for you to have success if you want to have a successful business or a successful day even to be hockeyed all the time, to be ready, prepared for battle. But even if you take it out of the war, like, have an attitude and a mentality for celebration, for winning, for collaboration for you know getting your tribe getting your people getting your team on in in the zone uh for performance and so it was a great way to kick it off but uh to to go into the speakers i don't want to um take too much of your to take too much of your time but i I just and i just want to dive into what i got out of these speakers uh for this day and I'm going to do this every single day um, after the um, after the um, after each day. So uh, to get into that, I'm just going to pull up some extra notes here. Um, so like, first one was Jesse Itzler, and Jesse was actually the only one, only speaker that wasn't a you know part of the Grant Cardone team that actually spoke. Like he actually did a presentation. All the other ones were interviews between Grant and that individual. So Jesse kicked it off first thing in the morning with an electric. That's my one-word reflection for Jesse Itzler, uh, a, a, a electric performance. And he started in, uh, he started, uh, if you don't know Jesse Itzler, I encourage you to follow him. He's just a great personable personality. He's just got a very... Um, He's got great enthusiasm, and his presentation was fantastic because he talked. He, he, he talked. Uh, he packed it. He packed it with a lot of actionable tips, which was really, really great. And so he actually kicked off with um, a presentation tip. So, like, if you're going to present something, here's some bullet points that he gave, and he wanted to make it very actionable. So, public speaking. Uh, he took a public speaking class, and he shared these things. Open with an icebreaker. Something funny. Something funny something relatable, something that draws you closer to the audience and the audience closer to you. So, you know, strong, calm, strong, calm. Typically, I, I start the podcast and my videos with, uh, and I, I, you know, the crux of my business, Strong Calm Consulting, is this idea of communication builds community and those two things together, when you put them together the right way, build stronger company, whether that's the company that you're building, like a business, or the company that you keep and uh, it falls right in line with this. So like, you know, creating an icebreaker. Um, number two is tell audience, uh, tell audience where you're going. So like I did at this first part of this video, this first part of this uh, podcast, wherever you're uh, consuming this, you know, I'm going to tell you, you know, this is where we're going with this. This is what this is about. Give them, a, give them an idea. Give your audience an idea of where you're headed uh, so they can track along. Uh, deliver on that promise so you know follow up with exactly what you said you're gonna do and then immediate actionable 
takeaways and I'm going to give you some takeaways as well. So, you know, and that's what he did. He followed up with 10 things and he integrated this with stories, uh, different examples from his life and business and his career, uh, whether that be his, um, his, his jet company that he started with no, you know, formal flight experience, which was, you know, it's just inspiring anyway, just starting a business, don't know how to fly a plane, but you're selling private jets to, you know, the, some of the, some of the most successful people on the planet. Um, and so he, he integrated it with stories, but then he, he gave 10 things to maximize the time that you have, because he was talking about like, we only have enough time. We're all going to die. That is the reality. And so, um, something that just motivates me internally and motivated me today, inspired me today was just thinking about, okay, what, how am I going to best use my time while I have it on the planet? I mean, I'm 31 years old. It takes, you know, 20, 30, maybe sometimes depending on who you are and when you're watching this and what your life experience is, 40, 50 years. So what's this about? Johnny Garza, thanks for giving a comment. Johnny, this is about, um, so it's a speaking lesson because, uh, Jesse Itzler gave a speaking lesson, but this is uh, reflections of my 10x growth conference. So thanks for uh, giving a comment. Uh, I'm just going down my list some notes from each speaker from this conference. There's like five or six, so I just wanted to share some of that, uh, some of the things that I'm learning and and collecting uh, from my time here. So thanks for thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. So uh, 10 things to maximize the time you have and to maximize your time. Um, I'm going to run through this bulleted list. So, um, you know, maximizing the time we have in our life. Number one, put your soul into it. So he was just talking about how like, you know, like so, so much of the time we're, we're tasking, you know, we're, 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 okay, I got to do this, got to do that, got to do this, got to do that. And it's about like having presence and really putting who you are into something like, completely who you are and like I think about it like just Jesse Itzler's style like he came in like he he forgot a belt you know he, he forgot about he didn't have a belt on he had a t-shirt he had like a beanie on when everybody else in the in the in the in the conference is like suited up you know everybody it's a business conference but he's it's him it's him you know nobody's like making any qualms about that because he's putting his own soul and style into a thing and so uh, that's number that that's that was his first takeaway. Like, just put your soul into it. And he wasn't making it about his clothes. I'm making it about his clothes. But it's like, who are you? Who are you when you enter a room and um, making a presentation, doing your business or what have you? Put your soul, your whole personhood, into something um, to maximize the time that you have. Number number two is bigger goals and less of them. So you know. Massive goals, massive action is what Grant's all about. And, you know, massive goals are absolutely important. But we can get caught up in having too many goals and then wonder why, you know, we're still in the shallow end of the pool. It's because, well, we're, we were too caught up playing around the entire perimeter of the shallow end instead of diving deep off the diving board and really getting to the bottom of where we need to be. And, you know, you got to dive all the way in. Bigger goals, less of them. So what can you take away so you can really maximize your time, really, really get to the root, get to the deep end of what you're trying to do. Um, go where the action is. So always be where the action's at. Where's the action's at? Grant says, 
who's got my money? <laughs> you know, who's got my money? Who do I need to connect with to get to where I want to go? That's why I'm at 10x GrowthCon, is because these are people who are going places. I want to be where people are at who are making moves. That's why I have the circle of friends I do. That's why I reach out to the people that I have. That's why I built the strong calm community to foster that, to to keep that fire brewing. Um, evening routines. I really like this. You know, people talk about morning routines, evening routines, whatever your successful routine is. And he talked about how a, a successful evening routine can even be better than a morning routine because your morning routine is going to be caught up in this, you know, brushing your teeth and all this other kind of stuff, those, those essential habits to get ready for your day. But an evening routine gives you the opportunity to jot down like, okay, what's the game plan for tomorrow? And I do this uh, with my 10X planner, write down my goals at night, but then also I look into the next day and I say, okay, what am I going to do tomorrow at nine? What's an important priority that I'm going to do at 10? What's, you know, what, what are my, what, what, blocking out my day, figuring it out. If you, if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, think of time in weeks, not days. So, you know, we don't want to overmanage, kind of connected to the massive goals, less of them. Um, like what is the goal for the week instead of chunking it in every day so you don't, you don't feel overwhelmed in a, in a, in a given afternoon or morning. You can say, well, if I'm, he used the example of like, I want to run 30 miles in a week instead of, you know, X amount of miles per day, whatever that is. I'm bad at math. So, uh, which is a good takeaway. He talked about the three C's. Three C's uh, for me is communication, community, and company. He brought it into compliment, congratulate, and console. So when, when talking to people, just the art of communication, the art of connecting with others, compliment other people on what you truly value about them. Congratulate them on their success because it really means a lot when you pay attention when you pay attention to somebody else and console um, <clears throat> and, and, and console when you know things aren't so great giving somebody else that attention giving somebody else um, your eyes and your ears and your whole self um, when they're going through something uh, one job he said he mentioned this to his wife all the time we have one job and that's stay healthy stay healthy your physical health, your mental health, the health of your relationships, the health of the people around you, the health of your environment. Um, you know, if, if, if your health is top notch, then you're going to be set up for success in other places. Uh, three minute miracle. So he talks about this as a daily practice of like, it only takes like 45 seconds or so to send a text, to send an email, to send a short message to somebody. And so if you could take three minutes, to send an intentional, genuine message to somebody uh, in your circle, uh, maybe outside your circle, to connect, to add that extra layer of communication relationship building. You compound that over a, a, a length of time and you're gonna be, you're gonna, it, it, the, the results will come. And so that's a great daily practice. Uh, three minute miracle. Uh, handle the lows, get in front of problems. So like handling things fast. So instead of like time, like Grant says all the time is like time, like in sales, you, you hear time kills deals. And the same, the same goes for anything else is like at a low point, adding more time to it seldom actually solves the problem. 
And so it's important to figure out, like, if there's a problem, be honest, open, transparent, and get ahead of it and just say, hey, this is the problem. This is my proposed solution as fast as you can, as fast as you can handle the lows. Because as a leader, as a leader, you're there to solve problems, to lead somebody through the dark places, the hard places, the valleys, and then take chances on people. So those are his 10 uh, kind of takeaways to maximize uh, the time you have. Take chances on people being like, you know, everybody, you know, nobody's perfect. And, uh, you know, when, when, we're, when we're confronted with, you know, humanity, when we're just confronted with even our own humanity, sometimes you got to take chances to get where you want to go. Johnny is piping in on live here. Sounds like something that can help me. I'm a revolutionary with an idea and strategy of how we can get our government back in peaceful but powerful way. It's provocative and very powerful. I agree. I believe I lack the communication skills to convey this plan. Maybe your videos can help me. The advice you're giving already has. Well, thank you very much, Johnny. I appreciate that. And I would love to help you, you know, get our government back in a peaceful and powerful way. Um, let me know how I can help, man. Let me know how I can help. Uh, I think, personally, I don't know if you agree with this, but I think the one of the most powerful ways we can get our government in a peaceful and powerful way is to start local. Uh, we, we shouldn't <clears throat> shy away from what these little things can do in our local communities, start those conversations in a little way so you can start influencing it in a bigger way. Because, you know, just a, a simple meeting or conversation with your local political groups, um, your senators, your local regional uh, people, they're easier to touch than, you know, President Biden, for example. And so, but those those influences, those actual genuine conversations, that relationship building can actually move mountains given enough time. So, um, Johnny, I appreciate you uh, checking this video out. Bethany Frankel is the next one. Bethany Frankel, uh, I didn't really know much about her, but apparently she started in, like, she kind of broke on the scene as a uh, real housewife of somewhere, I don't know where, um, but she founded uh, Skinny Girl, the Skinny Girl brand, which I first knew about from like Skinny Girl wine, but that that has extended to a lot of other things. And so um, she was she was a she's a personality, absolutely. Um, some people that uh, responded to me on Instagram, Callie and uh, Tayance, shout outs to y'all. Uh, recognize her from her fame in, in the uh, Housewives movement. But she was great. She, like my one word reflection for her was courageous. Just the fact that like her personality, she's very outspoken, very almost not blunt, but um, just unapologetic about who she is, what her opinion is, and she's very forthcoming about that. And uh, so that's just kind of a, a takeaway. She's, you know, honest. Uh, unafraid, being authentic. She, she said, being authentic is disruptive. It's a reflection that I got from her. Uh, like being authentic, being you, being the person, your first name, last name, just being genuinely you is disruptive. We think about disruption in tech or disruption as a business or something like that, but you are the disruptor. Like you, your personality, your experience the genuine nature of you is actually inherently disrupted because there's no other you uh, on the planet, which is powerful. Uh, she also said chestnut checkers, which is something that I've heard, you know, 
I actually heard multiple times today, but just a powerful point of like how she was navigating the, um, the, the real housewives situation. Like before her, there was no like, before, before it, it's very popular now to, to be, to, to rise to a level of fame and awareness to the broader public and then launch a brand off of that. Uh, think about, you know, what uh, Dwayne Rock Johnson or even, you know, Elon Musk or any of the rappers out there these days, they like, you know, come out with an alcohol, they come out with a sports drink, they come out with a whatever it is uh, based on, but, but she was the first one to really kind of break that out in the way that she did um, with Skinny Girl brand uh, leveraging her greater level of awareness through the Real Housewives stuff. So, and she got made fun of quite a bit for it. She got, you know, poked fun at because she was promoting herself, promoting a brand that hadn't kicked off yet. The success wasn't there, so people were trying to poke holes in it, but she knew she was playing chess, not checkers. She was not, she was focusing on the board and not just the individual pieces that were happening. These, these people that were on the other side influencing what they wanted to do with her pieces she had her pieces in place and she was focused on the long game uh, not the particular move so I thought that was powerful um, she shared a quote that she had heard from Ellen DeGeneres which was don't buy into the love don't buy into the hate so in any terms of when you are you know moving through something if you're you know building a brand building a business uh, don't buy into the love so much and don't buy into the hate so much. Just continue doing you on an authentic way. So those are some uh, reflections from her. Speed up this uh, conversation with you here. Uh, Kevin O'Leary was next. Kevin O'Leary from Shark Tank fame, Mr. Wonderful. Um, you know, I don't follow Kevin uh, very often. I, I like him. I respect him for sure. Uh, powerful investor. Uh, very, very successful businessman. Um, he... Uh, shared some great insights on a variety of things, largely on investment. Um, but one thing that was was a was was really really interesting. She, he said that a majority of the business, like he the the businesses that he invests in, uh, that are ran by women, are typically more po- profitable. So he researched that and got his team together to to research like why that might be. He said that 94% of the time, women-led businesses hit their targets, whereas men, when leading their businesses, these businesses that he invests in, hit their targets 65% of the time. So both majority, but far greater in women-run businesses, which is a powerful insight. And he said that the males tend to set goals 30% higher than the women do, which is the reason why they don't hit them all the time, which is just a powerful, really interesting insight, like why that might be. And so he talked about how important it is to actually set targets that you hit for your company culture, that it's important to, to set targets that you hit, even if they're not as high as you want them to be, even though like the, the, the return might not be as great as you want them to be, it's more important to hit and celebrate those hits, those wins uh, for your company because people want to stick to a winning culture, even if it's not at a super, super fast pace or 
you know, large, large gains, which I think was really, really powerful, really powerful. So people want to work for winners and winning organizations. So how can you integrate that into your business in life? I talked about cash flow being the blood of a business, the only thing he cares about, because there you go. It's the blood of the business. And if you don't have blood, you die. Powerful stuff. Um, another thing that he said just out of his experience on Shark Tank and like what the common thread was, he said that there's like a two-minute, three-minute stall so the production crew can get the shots that they need for the show for when they walk in and the sharks are, are there and the person pitching their business is there. They're looking at each other and Kevin just says, I, I stare at him in the eye the entire two minutes of silence. And he said, at that moment, I can tell in their eyes whether they're winners or losers. And typically I'm right most of the time. And it's just powerful. Like how powerful of a point that is for when you get into the arena, you know, when you're in the shark tank, when you're there, when you're in, it doesn't have to be a pitch fest, whatever. Like you walk into work tomorrow, you know or it's Friday, whenever you're watching this, you walk into work, you walk into your, your apartment, your house, you walk into a situation, how important it is for you to stand tall, to stay strong, to know what you're doing at that moment, to stand with confidence on solid ground, powerful. Um, he talks about, can you articulate the opportunity in less than 90 seconds, you know? Can you actually communicate what you're about in less than 90 seconds? The elevator pitch that we all know that is important, but you know, too often, you know, we don't practice. Too often, we have so much stuff going on in our head that we don't really put the effort in, the work in that it takes to be clear, to know what you're there for and how to communicate to others so they get it. It's important that other people get it. <laughs> That's what we're here to do, communicate. Um, so he also said what it is about you to manifest this idea and can execute it. So like he kind of ran into, he went into like a three bullet point of like what sets the winner from the loser in terms of like who he's going to invest with. So one was articulating the opportunity in 90 seconds. Can you say what you do? Well, I help people communicate so they can build community, build awareness stickiness with other people to the degree that it helps their business so you know that's my you know uh 10 second pitch here and that's the purpose of strong calm consulting um and then you got to know your numbers so you've got to know your numbers if you don't know your numbers you don't know truly what's actually happening so some takeaways from kevin o'leary very insightful that's my one word reflected for him insightful Glenn Stearns, Glenn Stearns, you might not know him. I didn't, he didn't come on the scene for me for uh, uh, quite a while. He's kind of an under radar type of dude, but he uh, had like the most successful lending company, mortgage lending company in the U.S. for some time. Glenn Stearns, also the star of Undercover Billionaire on Discovery on the first season. He made a bet just out of his, it was a brainchild of his own creation where he made a million dollar bet that he could create a million dollar business with nothing but a hundred dollars, no contacts, 
no actual influence, $100 in a truck, and in 90 days build a million dollar business. So um, very successful person and just a great guy, very personable. Personable is my one word reflection for him. And uh, you know, he talked about getting lost being an asset. And like he talked a lot about like loving problems, loving running into problems, struggle, opposition, and just love the fight, the crawl back, to be in the hole, to be in the well, to be in the bottom, and coming back from it, eating it like it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And I just love that. I love the, the grit and the attitude behind that. And he does it in such a slick, personable, kind kind of way. Um, something you got to appreciate that. Uh, appreciate about that. Um, being authentically you. Um, and uh, and he, he, Grant also brought in um, Agnes, who filmed Undercover Billionaire uh, for the last like 10 minutes of the conversation. And uh, he made a cool point as a storyteller myself uh, about 360 storytelling of like, uh, Grant was asking every speaker, what does 10x mean to them? 10x, what does 10x mean to him? And Agnes is very new to the 10x movement, so, but he just said that like, what he's getting out of it, you know, in the you know, marginal amount of time that he knows Grant and what the 10X community is all about, he, he said that like what, what 10X means to him is, is like, what is, like what is the overarching story that we can kind of wrap into so much of our lives. And I kind of talk about that with like poetry, like, like poet, poetic co communication, like poetry in, in terms of brand of like, a brand has to be poetic in a sense in that there's multiple meanings, multiple layers, multiple things going on that will not only get interest or like get attention, get awareness, but keep it, keep it and multiply it to where it's, you know, something powerful that can be shared. Uh, and like how stories, how a story, an individual story, like one story, a thing, a, a beginning, a middle and end, a narrative, can manifest itself into a brand that takes on a life of its own. You think about just the biggest brands in the world, Apple, Google, Coca-Cola, like they're all stories in, in themselves. They all tell a story. You could probably think about each of those brands and say, you know, what do these brands say about me? What is the story that they're telling when I purchase them? when I pay attention to them, what is that story that's telling? And then like, how does that become a brand in of itself? Which I thought was a cool uh, insight and like how, how we build brands, you know, like how, how does a brand become more than just it's the sum of its parts? So um, yeah, adversaries, Glenn Stearns talked about that. Just a lot of stuff about opposition crawling back from uh, the bottom. Um, he's a cancer survivor, and so it just kind of marks his his own personal life as well. Mike Rowe. Okay, so the next one, Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. I'm a big fan of Mike Rowe. Uh, Dirty Jobs fame, and man, he was a unique, unique uh, conversation. I mean, he is just a phenomenal storyteller. Phenomenal, wise. Wise is my one word reflection for him um, he just has a lot of experience a lot of experience telling stories uh, he got into 
uh, his whole career story really of just how how he got to become who he was and he really just kind of took took over the stage because of the power in his storytelling like he's just such an artful interesting storyteller that like I just encourage you to to look it up uh, look, look, look up uh, his podcast his podcast is great how I heard it and just the way that he communicates I mean he uses very interesting language um, got a great vocabulary and the way he can just take a point and then come around with a story about it and then really sum it all up in a quite succinct but engaging like he just draws you in and you could listen to him for days he has a a, a very distinct voice and uh mike rowe is just a just a such a wise person he talked about like the like what makes dirty jobs work and uh, he talked about like the truth cam he talked about the truth cam and how it builds trust so like the way that they filmed the way that they film dirty jobs and like authenticity. He talked quite a bit about authenticity, the the act of transparency and honesty, being forthcoming and not being um, overproduced. He talked about like the difference between production and authenticity. And like, like for example, you know, a lot of times like uh, perfection can be the enemy of progress. And so like, you know, is can my lighting be better? Can my microphone be better? Could I have a little graphic over here? Could I have an intro for this video? Could I have all this other production stuff? You know, does the production level actually decrease the level of authenticity that's happening and then create a barrier between you and I, uh, the communicator and the person listening, uh, to a degree that it actually doesn't serve uh, you and I having a conversation right now and you getting the point? of what is actually the point and just powerful things strong things to think about so like he, he talked about you know what are what are the barriers keeping something from being authentic are we are we manufacturing things that don't necessarily need to be there and uh he, you know in the absence of production he just talked about like the things that needed to be happening uh to make that happen so like the truth came he talked about how like you know, we in dirty jobs, they didn't do take two, take three to make the perfect thing. They did one take, and if they couldn't use that, they just went to the truth cam, which was just this always running camera of like, hey, we're going to show you this, but we couldn't show you this because this happened, that happened, this other thing happened, and uh, that's where we're at. And if you have ever watched the show, you can probably reflect to, uh, you can probably remember like an, an experience um, on a particular episode of that happening. Um, he talked about, you know, the power of, you know, commitment. He has a QVC background and like, can you talk for eight minutes about a thing you've never, never met before, like never been engaged with before that you know nothing about. And it hasn't anything to do with like BSing somebody or, um, being shifty, but it has to do with like, are you authentic, authentically representing something? and communicating in a way that actually engages somebody but not compromising you know who you are what you do and what's actually going on and so lots of golden nuggets from Mike Rowe um, really really powerful I got a lot of insight and just how to be a better authentic communicator from him 
And so wisdom, wise, was my one word of reflection for my growth. And so that was really good. And then we went to Pitbull. So Pitbull, I was like, okay, Pitbull, that's fine. You know, Pitbull's cool. You know, Dale, whatever. Uh, but I didn't, I, you know, whatever. I, I didn't know what to get from him, you know, uh, at first glance when I heard that he was going to be in the lineup. But man, guy's awesome. Charisma, attitude, uh, just absolute passion. And all these people, every single one of them, were like so thankful to be in a building with other people because this is like the first conference of the year that's public, that's like people getting together. People, you know, people have masks on. People, some people don't have masks on. But it's just like people being together, people taking the risk of corona being out and about and what have you but we're a year removed from this happening and it just it just emphasized the important point of human connection how powerful it is when people get together in the same room with the common goal common values common principles that's why you know community the community piece in strong calm and so he kind of kicked off with that but you know it was a conversation and he was just so excited to be connected with other people Grant also said that DJ Khaled, who performed last night, uh, was talking about kind of a similar thing. Of like, man, this is the first gig that I've had in like a year. And everybody's just in, just so excited to be back together. So that's just a powerful point. But Pitbull was, was really, really cool. He talked about freedom. And that's my one word reflection for uh, Pitbull is, is freedom. He talked about like the power of freedom and how like we shouldn't, sacrifice the freedom that we have in America and we should guard it and protect it and be aware of when it is alive, when we have it and when it's being taken away. And uh, coming from a you know Cuban American and coming from somebody who knows what freedom doesn't look like, he's, he's very, very aware of when those freedoms are taken away. So he talked a lot about that he shared so many, so many cool golden nuggets. He was in English, he was in Spanish, and he was coming back and forth between the two, um, which was which was really great. Just from his, you know, uh, personal experience, he talked about um, short steps, long vision, appreciating each other. Uh, he said, "Can't run a business like a boss. You have to run a business like a leader." And, uh, you know, it just lots of like little, 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 little one-liners that he was just injecting into, you know, his conversation. And like, this guy is a businessman. He's a business, he's, he's a strong communicator, uh, more, more so than a musician and an artist. He is a, he, you can tell that he just has this absolute passion for life and passion for making things happen giving back and um it was it was really cool it was it was just a, a really great really great um insight into who he actually is apart from from music so um he said he, he said this in spanish first but he said he has this uh this thing that he got from his mom that he kind of turned into a quip uh he said fly high with eagles don't fly low with egos which was really cool uh, I love those like little sayings. That's why I try to write them all the time. Uh, fly high with eagles, don't fly low with egos. Egos and like just that animal. Like, what does the eagle mean? What is it? What is an eagle? You know, like who? 
Like what, what, what are the characteristics? And um, he also said, to be an artist is to be an entrepreneur, which, you know, coming, you know, for, for me, you know, I, I started out my life, you know, with uh, ambition and to have a career as an artist, um, as a musician, as a writer. And over time, I've realized like how important it is to be an entrepreneur, to be somebody that's business focused, to be somebody that understands value and the exchange of value, the, the, the idea that I can be an artist, but I can also be the, but it's, it's absolutely important, as Kevin O'Leary would say, you know, cash flood is the blood, cash, cash flow is the blood of a business and like an artist is a business. And so you have to understand these things. You have to understand what that means. And, uh, you know, he talked about, like, to be an artist is an entrepreneur. People are going to not believe in you. People are going to criticize you. People are going to, um, you know, think it's never going to happen. And, like, what's the difference between an artist and an entrepreneur when we think of these criticisms? And so it's important to understand that. Um, and he also talked about just growing pains, like growth. And to kind of wrap this up, 10x growth con right we're thinking about increase we're thinking about expansion we're thinking about pushing to our limits and what happens in those limits we think about growing pains what does growing pains means well growth comes through pain through hardship through struggle and you know i've just never heard it kind of packaged up that way of like growing pain like if you want to grow you're going to have to put some pain somewhere and if you're if there's no pain then there's likely no growth and so it's important to really hone in on what is that pain? What is that pain that we're pushing through and put ourselves into positions where it's hard, it's difficult. It's why, you know, people don't want to run. People don't want to work out because it hurts, <laughs> because it causes sweat, because it causes a little bit of pain. But what happens on the other side of that pain? Growth, strength, and uh yeah, that was just a, that was, that was a really good too. So I've got a whole bunch of other stuff, but, uh, he said, you know, he doesn't focus on money. He focuses on security, stability, protection, just based off his life experience. They're just like, it's not about the money. It's about security, protection, stability. And so, you know, just recontextualizing what success is, you know? So huh, all in all, it was an excellent first day of 10X Growth Conference. I highly encourage you to participate, to go. If you're interested in a ticket, I can hook you up. It's not too late. You'll get, uh, I think you're gonna get, you know, the first full day as well, like as in a recording. I can double check that for you. But if you're interested in a ticket, it's $97 to get the live stream. It's gonna happen for uh, all day tomorrow and the next day. Excellent lineup of speakers. You won't be disappointed. And if you're interested in going uh, next year, I'm definitely going to be here, um, or Miami, or, or Miami, or Vegas. They're probably going to have it in Vegas next year. Um, I highly encourage you to go. So, follow all these people. Leave a comment with your thoughts if you uh, made it your way through this video. If you're on the podcast, shout out to you. Don't forget to subscribe. Strong Calm Podcast, and uh, yeah, leave a comment on YouTube or Facebook and uh, love to hear your thoughts on this. So, um, Test Future, thanks for uh, sharing your thoughts, great notes. Don't forget to like my, my friend. Um, I really appreciate your, uh, your, your compliment there. Um, it was an excellent event. I'm going to go to sleep, 
after writing my goals and uh, reading a little bit. It's going to make me sleepier. And uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. Talk soon.